0: Most people think too short term and you need to capitalize. See if you have money, which means you gotta save it, opportunities will find you. You don't even have to go look it. Right. So most people have to we teach people don't be afraid to capitalize. Save money so you can prepare for emergencies and opportunities. And we teach people to be the bank.
1: Three, two, one, zero, ignition, lift off. Ending small business failure.
2: trying to figure out how to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. Well, listen, this summer, I'm going to be teaching the Become Your Own Boss 10-week online course live starting June 20th. So every Tuesday night, you're going to be with me and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to start and how to run a successful small business. And I'm America's number one small business expert. So that's really saying something. Register today. Welcome back on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And now we're going to be talking with a financial expert who's going to get us all straight about what we need to be doing as small business owners with our money. Now, if you are watching us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, please like us, leave us a comment. If there's another topic you'd like us to address, please Leave it, and we will respond, and you'll see that topic come up in a future episode. Now let me introduce my guest. Curtis May, He is the host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast and the creator and owner of the Practical Wealth Advisors. Curtis has been planning helping individuals plan what to do with their money for over 35 years. That can't be possible, Curtis. He is passionate about helping his clients save money and live their best life right now. His primary focus is financial planning for individuals and families to become financially free by following the principles of wealth creation that have endured for centuries around the world. For more information, head over to practicalwealthsolutions.net. Welcome to the show, Curtis.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
2: Yeah, no, I'm so excited. Oh gosh, I think I have known you 30 years, so I'm so excited to have you finally on my podcast. So, Curtis, you've been doing financial planning for 35 years. How did you get into the field?
0: Well, I I was 12. Just to you know, just to show the length and and the, actually, I you know, I started at 20. I was, a, you know, I was tell the story. I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11 shooting guards, and I got my insurance license. You know. When I realized that that wasn't going to be a thing, and eventually we got our securities license and I was typical, you know, by term investor difference, max out your 401k, blah, blah, blah. And I did that my first 15 years, but that's how I got uh, into business. I was blessed to see that early because I, I never got that go to school, get a good job talk. My my family had always been self-employed. We on the supermarket, my grandfather was in business. So I'd heard from the time I was seven, Boy, you'll never make any money working for somebody else. So I, you know, I thought you major in business or going to business. It didn't even occur to me to get a job. <laughs> so that gave me kind of a head start.
2: All right. So I know that the, one of the things that you teach is that for people is that their number one business asset is their knowledge. Explain that for me. So you're...
0: Because there's it's three assets. It's your number one asset is you, right? So what you invest in is your mindset, your skill set. Skills is what makes money, right? And your network, who do you know? And more importantly, uh, especially with what your guest previous Shannon said is who knows you. And so you got to invest in, you know, are you reading 10, 15 pages a day? Are you listening to podcasts like this? Are you going to conferences? Because if you can invest in your skills. You know, money is a result of creating value in the marketplace. So, if you will invest in solving entrepreneurs solve problems for a profit, right? So, if you will solve bigger problems, you'll get bigger checks.
2: One hundred percent. Figure out how to solve a big problem to get a big check. I, I'm I'm one hundred percent co-signing that. So so why has traditional financial planning advice not been good for small businesses? I mean, you mentioned that the first 15 years of your career, you were shoving, you know, 401k stuff down people's throat. What, what was the shift for you? What made you be like, nah, that ain't it? Well, you start studying people with money, right? And,
0: uh, so what would, would open my eyes is I read about 10, 12 years in a real little purple book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I started realizing what he was talking about and what I was doing was different. And then what you look at, Like in typical advice is not designed for you to get rich. It's designed for you to send your money to some institution for 30 years and you want to become financially free. You want cash flow. So business owners send their money away never to be touched and to lock it up. But what you need is you need storage so that you can invest in your number one asset, which is your business. Because if you put a dollar in your business and you make two dollars. That's a 100% return. I don't, why should I put my money at risk to maybe get six or 8%? And so what happens is most of the clients that find me, they kind of already know that because I mostly work with real estate investors, small business owners, and they know they can make their money make more than S&P. And so I just let them lean into what they already know is right. I show them how to position their capital so they can invest in what really makes money for them. And because what happens is if you look at what people are taught to do, they're taught to accumulate. So so what happens is there's two schools of thought in the financial world. There's accumulation theory, buy and hold, dollar cost average, get out of debt, buy term investor difference. But if you look, if you took a corporate finance course, they don't teach any of that stuff. They teach, if you look at Mr. Wonderful, they teach velocity of money, cash flow, leverage, And they're focused on growing their money and their cash flow. So we teach that works in personal finance. So I teach people how to do
2: that. So you also teach people to tell their money where it's going instead of asking where it went. How do you do that? So
0: we call it cash flow mapping. So most people are focused on budgeting or looking at their P&L. Budgeting is like driving your car, looking through the rearview mirror. Okay. And so you want to look through the windshield, right? So when money hits your accounts, and somebody's front of your boy, Mike Michalowicz, right? You want to, what you do is you want to like, all right, look, every, when it hits your account, you've got to tell your, you got to sign your dollar a place to go, right? And so the first thing you have to do is you've got to pay yourself first. See, people are taught to pay themselves last. And so you've got to save it. And you need to set aside money for taxes. So what happens is we really, similar to what he does, I, we call it cash flow mapping. We have our own software for it but we teach people how to organize their cash flow. And I don't care about micromanaging money. If you can save 15, 20% of your gross income, I don't care what you do the rest of it, honestly. And, and but most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow or don't manage cash flow, how they manage their, they don't manage their business cash flow. A lot of people can't even read a profit and loss. And again, the profit and loss is looking at history, right? And you need to forecast, what are you going to do over the next two or three months? And so we teach that and then you got to separate church and state your personal from your business.
2: Right. And that's a real issue. A lot of people sh- commingle funds. I mean, because part of that happens because a lot of people are running a lot of their personal expenses through their business, though. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but how can you, you know, keep it clean and because and, and you it have to keep it clean because, you, yeah, because you're because the thing is you a lot of times you your
0: business is not making enough money, but. That's your business talking to you, right? So that's, you have a marketing problem. If you're not making enough money for the business to support yourself, you have a cash flow problem, which translates into a marketing problem. So you need to separate that so you can tell the truth.
2: Right. <laughs> so so what kind of in, in retirement vehicles are best for small businesses? What should we be doing? So I don't like retirement.
0: Do you know that? I don't, retirement is an agricultural term. It means that, so I'm a contrarian guy, just so you know. I'm going to step on a lot of toes. Con- retirement means to withdraw or to put out of use. All right. So is that what you want? So we want people to focus on becoming financially free. Financial freedom is a capacity. Okay. And so that means you have passive income greater than your expenses. We call that getting to a position of fu. right? So, and uh, passive income, twice your expenses. But what happens is when you get money, you want to buy assets. right? What is an asset? Something that puts money in your pocket. See, see, we're taught to invest for capital gains and hope markets go up. That's what's wrong with financial planning because you can't control any of that. And so what you want to do, you don't need to retire. If you build a business that works, right? To quote your book, fix your business, right? And then, and then you want to build assets while you're building your business that work. So like if you got, you know, if you're buying an apartment building a year, or you're buying a property a year. What you want to be able to do is buy income-producing assets, and now you have the capability of working or not working. So we don't necessarily want our people to put out of use. So I don't love what you want me to say. Like, so I don't, I'm not. I don't love SEPs and solo 401ks because you're only they only do two things. They defer taxes, which your more accurate word is postpone. And they defer the calculation of those taxes. So you gotta ask yourself, do I think in the future will the government need more money or less? Right? And so do you all want all of your money in a joint account with the Treasury Department? I'm just saying. And so, you know, you gotta so you tie it up. Because see, what people do, what, what typical advice is with accountants and financial people is to put fifty grand into your CEP. So they write a fifty thousand dollar check to avoid writing a ten thousand dollar check to the tax man. Right. And then you tie your money up in an entity you can't have access to for 10, 20, 30 years. Now you got a couple of million dollars in your in your qualified plan. You think, well, I want to retire now. This is my money. It's not your money. Right. So just wherever you have in there, take 35, 40 percent off of it because that you only postpone taxes. and The money comes out as ordinary income. And so you, a lot of people are not looking at the back end and the wealth transfers that are associated with what they're taught to do. A transfer means going from your asset column to somebody else.
2: So is it really about liquidity? Like, is that why you're saying it, this doesn't work because small business owners, things happen. Recessions happen. Pandemics happen. People need access to their money. Is that why you're saying that? Yeah,
0: it is. If I'm doing it in an order, it's liquidity, right? Liquidity, use and control is the first place where I want people to put their money. So when we talk about our principles, we want people to save. Save. Let me define saving: safe, liquid, accessible, guaranteed. Okay, so I'm not saying not do that. You have to 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 look at that, and you've got to ask yourself. because see, when I talk about investing, so and uh, let me define how what I think is investment. Investment. So I use Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham's his mentor's definition: something you put your money into where your principal is safe, and you have a reasonable opportunity to make a profit. Okay. That's Benjamin Graham. He said, it doesn't fit that definition, you are speculating. You're not investing. So most people are speculating with the majority of their capital because you can't control whether markets go up or down. So I don't think that's a prudent use of the majority of your capital. Most, if you look at the Forbes 400, these people get rich. Or if you read The Millionaire Next Door, they only credit their stockbroker or their financial person like for why reason why they're a millionaire, like 11%. They, They found a business that they liked. And they grew that. So they don't make their millions in mutual funds. They make it building their business and being a good steward of their resources, investing in what they understand.
2: I completely, I completely agree with you. This is a fascinating conversation. And when we come back on the Small Biz Chat podcast, we're going to talk more with Curtin May about what all of us business owners need to be doing to get our money straight. I'm Melinda Emerson. You're watching the Small Biz Chat podcast, and we will be right back. <laughs> Are you ready to become a boss? Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. Click the button below and take my free boss quiz. This assessment will help you learn your entrepreneur type and find the right business model for you. Get this information about the number one asset in your business. Yeah, that's you. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And we're talking with Curtis May practical wealth advisors, and he's talking to us about some new information that I'm not sure all of us know about what we should be doing with our money to create financial freedom and not necessarily retirement. All right, Curtis, you know, one of the biggest challenges that small business owners have is not being able to borrow money, right? 8,000 loans are turned down every day in America, but you say everybody should be working on being their own banker anyway. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So it's funny. I spoke at the Laundromat Millionaire Conference and these guys have a lot of financing. And so people give away 35 cent of every dollar to some other financial institution. Right. So when we I teach people to save 15, 20 percent of their gross income and then we call the money for life program, which our formula is get money, bank it, borrow it, spend it, repay it. Right. So get money, make money bank save it somewhere to allow you to be the bank where you can collateralize an asset so we we use i don't usually get too much in a product but properly structured dividend paying whole life insurance we overfund those now our clients have a situation where they can access capital i have people that can access hundreds of thousands of dollars with a fax or a phone call and then so an opportunity to buy a business or do so you have to make payroll or you, uh, COVID happens or you can buy somebody else's business or you need capital, you don't have to jump through hoops and qualify to get it, but you do have to build your business. See, most people think too short term and you need to capitalize. See, if you have money, which means you got to save it, opportunities will find you. You don't even have to go looking, right? So most people have to, we teach people don't be afraid to capitalize, save money for so you can prepare for emergencies and opportunities. And we teach people to be the bank.
2: Love it. All right. And what are the three rules of investing, Curtis?
0: So the three rules of investing are, this will keep me out of a lot of trouble. Invest in what you know, okay, right? Or invest in knowing. Right? So if you don't know if this is what you want to know, invest in knowing, invest in, or invest in vetting people. If you want to give it some else, you need to learn how to vet good operators, like you like doing syndication or something like that. Invest in what you can control and what you can Influence the outcome up. Does it generate cash flow? That's the second rule. And the third rule is don't chase returns. See, most people are chasing returns. They're just gambling. They're hoping the market goes up. They heard this at the water cooler. They're uh suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out, and this is where everybody else is doing. But if you quote Uncle um, what do I call Earl, Earl Nightingale, he says, listen, the majority is usually wrong. You have to do the opposite of the majority. The majority's broke. That's why there's ninety nine percenters and one percenters because they do opposite stuff.
2: <laughs> got it. Got it. All right, Curtis. And what is the best business advice you've
0: ever been given? The best business advice I've ever given is that my dad told me it takes two to five years to build a business. So he says you have to give your efforts time to compound. Most people just they don't save enough and they don't stay in long enough to give it time to work.
2: Uh, that is excellent advice, and it's absolutely true. <laughs> I completely agree with it. Great advice. Curtis May, thank you so much for being here with me. I think you dropped a lot of pearls out here today. So hopefully people will be following up with Not you. <laughs> more ad- more advice. All right. When we come back, it's time to talk about sales enablement tools with my buddy, Phil Kerbacheck. All right. I'm Melinda Emerson, small business lady, America's number one small business expert. And I will leave you with this last thought. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Have you been trying to figure out how to turn your side hustle into your main hustle? Well, listen, this summer, I'm going to be teaching the Become Your Own Boss 10 week online course live starting june 20th so every tuesday night you're going to be with me and i'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to start and how to run a successful small business and i'm america's number one small business expert so that's really saying something register today
1: thanks for listening to the small biz chat podcast with melinda emerson Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.